Well, welcome everyone to episode 33 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. We're glad you're joining us today. If you haven't done so already, just click that subscribe button. You can hit the notification bell as well and get notified as we post new episodes. Uh, each week on the podcast right now, we're going through the series that I'm uh, preaching on Sunday mornings here at Lakeshore. We're going a little deeper in that uh, on what we talked about last week and then previewing the upcoming message as well. Uh, we're glad to uh, be able to share this with you, invite others to tune in as well. Our series that we've been doing, we started on January the 1st, is called I Resolve. It is a series based on the idea of making New Year's resolutions. And here we are several weeks into it now. In fact, we're nearing the end of the series. And sometimes with New Year's resolutions, there's trouble getting it to stick. It's hard to, to follow through and stay consistent with things. This series, we're mainly focusing on the resolve to follow Jesus. And it does take resolve. It takes effort. I mean, we've been talking about what it looks like to follow Jesus, the different uh, parts of that, what that looks like as you live it out, uh, having the attitude, the right attitude, the way Jesus had the mind of a servant, uh, the commitment, the resolve to attend the assemblies of the church consistently. That takes effort to study God's Word faithfully. Uh, if you haven't had that as a regular habit in your life already, it takes a while to develop any kind of habit, good or bad. And if you're going to be a regular student of the Word of God, there has to be some regular way that you're doing that, some habit that you develop over time uh, to serve willingly. Uh, all churches, ours included, we need more people willing to serve, to give time and energy and effort and resources to doing the work of ministry. We talked about supporting cheerfully. Um, all churches like ours need that financial support to do that good work that God prepared in advance for us to do. And I'm so thankful for our willing uh, givers at Lakeshore that make it possible for us to do the things that we do. And then we talked about connecting with purpose. Your life matters. God has given you gifts and resources and abilities to serve in a purposeful way to advance the work of the kingdom and help others find their way to know and follow Jesus. And that led to last week we talked about sharing our faith boldly. I love what's going on. It's uh, uh, the Asbury revival or awakening that's going on but it's not just there there's there is a movement there is an awakening that seems to be stirring all around the country and part of the reason that's happening is that God is responding to those who love him and who are wanting to be bold in their witness and their faith and he's empowering them and encouraging them uh, giving them the prompting of the spirit to go through that process of repentance and confession and recommitting their lives to honoring God in their lives. And so that movement is spreading. We see it here at Lakeshore, but we see it in so many other places around the country and even in other parts of the world where that's taking place. When we talk about sharing our faith boldly, I, I looked at a couple of passages I want to go back to uh, very briefly here. In the book of Acts, in chapter 1, we pick up there where Jesus has risen from the dead. He's meeting with his disciples, and he is encouraging them to to be used by him to begin to be his witnesses. Here's what he says in verse 6 of Acts 1. They gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the dates or uh, the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea 
and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we talked about last week a little bit, that progression where we need to start where we are. Uh, Our Jerusalem is wherever you are right now. It doesn't mean God might not call you or move you somewhere else in the future, but while you are here in the place God has you now, he wants you to begin there, being that bold witness for him. Now, being a bold witness doesn't mean being obnoxious about it. It doesn't mean in any way being condemning or mean-spirited toward others. Being a bold witness just means as a witness, I speak up when I have the opportunity. Uh, when the opportunity is there for me to brag on Jesus, to talk about how he's blessed me, how he's done great and powerful things throughout history and even in today's world, when we have those opportunities to speak up for Jesus, we need to be willing to do that. In Scripture, it says not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't need to be afraid or embarrassed to let people know we're Christians and to to be that one who's willing to speak up for Jesus when others may be criticizing or tearing down the church or, or things like that. We need to defend uh, the work of the church because the church uh, of Jesus Christ has done amazing things in the world. Of course, we've got our faults and our flaws, and we've done some things that we ought to be repentant for, but we've also done lots of good things in the name of Jesus that have blessed a lot of people, and we need to be willing to speak up for Christ in those ways. In uh, Matthew chapter 28, we also looked at what is often called the Great Commission, where Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So in our witnessing, there's a goal. The goal is to actually be making disciples. It's helping others to come to know and follow Jesus. Uh, A disciple is a disciplined follower of a teacher, and Jesus is that teacher that we follow. We want to encourage others to come to know and follow him too. So as we're going wherever we go in our daily lives, we're witnessing, we're telling what we know, what we've heard, what we've seen, what we've experienced, and it helps us to create that curiosity in others to want to know, well, what does it mean to follow Jesus? What does Jesus teach that should matter to me? Uh, Why is it important for you to follow Jesus? So we have those opportunities. The Bible says to be ready when people ask us questions with an answer for the faith that we have. So part of the role of the church is to help equip us to have the resources we need to be able to be confident and bold in answering questions that people might have. Nobody's going to know all the answers that to all the questions that anybody might ask at any time. But we need to keep growing and learning ourselves so that we can have the ability to answer questions or to help people find the answers even when we may not know what they are. So this coming week we're going to be talking about this next step of disciple-making. Next week's message is we need to have the resolve to disciple intentionally. There's a pattern in the New Testament that Jesus Uh, really lived out for us on this idea of disciple-making. When you think about Jesus and his ministry, you see this progression of how he taught the crowds. As the crowds gathered, he taught them. As they assembled, he would would do that teaching to to a large crowd. Oftentimes, there would be thousands of people in the crowd listening to Jesus. But Jesus didn't start with just the crowds, trying to attract the crowds and teach the crowds. Jesus, when he began his ministry, began to handpick certain ones that he would spend time with, do a more intimate level of teaching with. We know them as 
as those disciples that he chose to follow him uh, and those 12 apostles that he chose that he would spend the most time with. For three years of his earthly ministry, they walked together to different places. They camped out together. They ate meals together. They did life together. And Jesus was always teaching along the way. He was discipling them. He was preparing them to be able to teach others and disciple them. And within those 12, he broke it down even more. There were three, Peter, James, and John. There were even more on that inner circle with Jesus. You see several times where it specifically says he took those three aside for special times together, uh, like the transfiguration where when he brought them up to that mountainside and they, they saw that amazing event. And you can read about that in Scripture where there are certain times where he had those three in particular. And then you can break it down even more than that. As Jesus is hanging on the cross, he looked out and saw John. And John was known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And it was, it was that more personal, intimate level of friendship that he had with John. And when he saw John there, he, he saw his mother there at the cross too and the grief that she was experiencing. And he said to, to his mother and he said to John, uh, to his mother he said, this is this is the one that's going to take care of you. Now to John, he said, this is your mother. I want you to care for her. So there's even a more personal, intimate level of discipleship going on with John than any of the others. And that pattern we see repeated in the New Testament many times over. Another time is in 2 Timothy with the Apostle Paul. In 2 Timothy, it says, beginning in, in verse 1, Paul is speaking to Timothy, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. You see the progression there? Paul has been discipling Timothy. Then he says to Timothy, I want you to take what I've discipled you to learn and know and experience and, and entrust that to people that you know will do the next step too. They will also then teach others. Now, I know most of us feel like I'm, I'm not really qualified or equipped to disciple anybody else, but it really just begins with your relationship with Jesus. As you're learning, as you're growing, you're doing those spiritual disciplines you need to do. The pattern in the New Testament is we need to be willing to do that for some other people. We need to have others that we're pouring into uh, and, and sometimes, like as a pastor, I speak to large groups. Sometimes then we break it down into a smaller life group. But I'm also mentoring and discipling some people one-on-one, -on -one, uh, some younger pastors that I'm trying to help mentor and pour into on a regular basis. And I want them to be equipped to be able to replicate that, to do that for others in the future. And so God has this plan in the New Testament for discipleship. And it's not this big program that the church operates. It's not something, some ministry that we set up for discipleship. It's more organic than that. It's every follower of Jesus Christ allowing God to use them to look around and, and be led by him and his spirit to say, here's someone that I can pour into. I can mentor them, if you want to use that word. That's what discipleship is. I can disciple them in Christianity and how what it looks like to know and follow Jesus and live out the teachings of Jesus. Can you imagine the benefit that would be to so many young Christians to have someone who's a little further along than them, 
who has a little more depth and knowledge and maturity as a Christian, being willing to pour in to them. So many times in Scripture, it says things like that. The older women need to teach the younger women. The older men need to teach the younger men. You see, there's this, there's this plan God has that doesn't need to be set up as some formal program, but just simply individuals saying, because I appreciate what God has done for me and how other people led me to know and follow Jesus, I'm going to be willing to do that for someone else. So just pray about that. I want you to really uh, pray about how God can use you to make a difference. And, and, and don't think big numbers. Just think one person, one or two people maybe, that you can have that impact on as you disciple them in following Jesus. I know God's got that already planned out. He's already prepared in advance some relationships, some people there, that he wants you to be that person for them and then equip them to do that, to, to pass it on, right? To, to, uh, to know that they can do this, but they can teach others to do this too, so that it multiplies many times over. Well, I, I wanted to share something today too on the podcast. Last night, I was really honored. Uh, the Metro Council did a resolution to, to thank me and honor me for over 30 years as pastor here at Lakeshore Christian Church and serving here in the Nashville community. And I know that... Uh, I am honored and humbled by that, but I also know that that's made possible because of so many other people that have mentored me or taught me or also encouraged me and supported me in the role that I'm in here at Lakeshore. I serve as pastor of an amazing church family here, and I'm so thankful for the elders that I've served with over the years, for the staff and the volunteers that have served together with me throughout those over 30 years that I've been here. This, this first Sunday in March, I'll be here 32 years. And it's been an amazing journey along the way to see what God has done. But it hasn't been me. It's been all of us as God's worked through us to make the impact and the difference that we've made. And this church has impacted Nashville and beyond through other outreaches we've done. It's impacted the world in powerful ways. And I'm just humbled and thankful to, be a, to have been a part of that and to be recognized for that. But I'm just so thankful to all the others and my family uh, that, you know, when we moved here, our two children were here with us, and they have been part of this the whole way. And then uh, as they've gotten married and we have our grandchildren here now, we've just continued to serve together, and our family's been very much a part of what God is doing here. And it's been a blessing for me and for our family, and uh, I want to thank you all for being a part of that in our lives. Well, before we go today, I want to encourage you to consider some things we've got coming up here at Lakeshore that you might want to be a part of. We've got a welcome lunch coming up this Sunday at both of our campuses. This is February the 26th. It's going to be after the 11 o'clock service here at the Antioch campus and after the 10 o'clock service at the Smyrna campus. It's not too late to sign up for that. If you are new to Lakeshore, this is a great time to learn more about the church, ask any questions you might have, meet some of the staff, things like that. It's a great time for us to get to know you better and you get to know us better. But you need to register in advance. Just go to our website at lakeshorechristian.com and click on that welcome lunch graphic, and it will take you straight to the page where you can sign up. When you sign up, you can let us know if you need child care for the lunch, and you can let us know which lunch option you would like for us to provide for you. There will be several choices for you there. Uh, we uh, this, All of this is free, but we need you to register so we can have it ready for you. We've got a couple of other things coming up. We've got a blood drive that we're going to be hosting in partnership with the American Red Cross here at the Antioch campus. It's going to be on Thursday, March the 7th from 1 to 6. Now, that, 
date has changed. It was originally advertised for March the 9th, but the Red Cross had to reschedule, and uh, we've got it set now for Thursday, March the 7th. You can register directly on the Red Cross site, but you can also go to our website uh, and click on the blood drive graphic there, and it will take you to the Red Cross site where you can enter in our zip code, 37013, and look for Lakeshore Christian Church there and sign up for the time that would work for you. You can also sign up at our kiosk uh, at our campuses if you're here on Sunday with us. We do a fun thing. The last couple of years we've done this to help out with White Mills Christian Camp's summer program. We collect cereal. We do a cereal drive. Uh, and what they really like for us to donate is big bulk bags of cereal uh, that they can use. They Things like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Nut Cheerios, Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, those, those cereals that the kids just love while they're at camp. The last two summers, we've been able to supply all the cereal that they needed for all the weeks of camp all summer long out there. And I'd love for us to do that again. So we're going to begin uh, collecting cereal. We're going to have places set up at both campuses for you to bring that and leave it in the lobby areas of both campuses. And we're going to try to have it all collected by April the 23rd. That's when we're going to have camp representatives with us uh, at both campuses. So they can tell us a little bit more about the camp. We can really focus on that being Camp Sunday. And then they can load up that cereal and take it out to the camp with them uh, on that Sunday. Oh, just a quick reminder, too, coming up the weekend of March the 12th, that's when the time changes again. And we spring forward this time of year. So you've got to move your clocks ahead one hour. Now, I know a lot of you have digital clocks. They're automatically going to do that. But in case you don't, just remember to set those clocks ahead. I know you wouldn't want to be late for services uh, or later than usual, I might say, for some people. We want you to be here on time. So I want to invite any of you and all of you that are in the Nashville area to come and visit with us at either one of our campuses as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church. Thanks for joining us today.